Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today. And now here is today's podcast. I know that you're going to be really blessed by hearing from Mike and his heart, his love for Jesus, his heart for the orphan. So Mike, would you come on up here, bro? Let's welcome Mike Bailey. I just want to say we're so very blessed to be with you. Today I'm accompanied by my wife of 28 years. 28 wonderful years. And uh, we're accompanied as well by four of our seven children. We have, uh, we have had three children born in the Philippines. And uh, yes, it's wonderful. When our children visit the United States, they feel foreign to the United States. In every way. And they really love the, uh, just the culture, the, the, the privilege that God's given us to live among such a wonderful people in the earth. There really is so much destiny that is here in this nation. Incredible destiny. And we're so privileged and thankful to be a part of that. We, uh, you know, we have uh, a, a vision, really, a ministry that the Lord uh, put before us many years ago. Uh, the Father awakened my heart, my wife's heart, to the reality of His heart for the orphan. As well as for the trafficked children in our generation. The whole issue of abortion worldwide and the reality that even in this day we still have millions of children dying from starvation. There's a lot of injustices that are taking place in the world today. And as much as we honor those that work in areas of social service, the need is beyond a system of man. The need that we have in this generation is beyond what man can do. But I believe that the Father has destined His people, His church, 
Pero nagtuos siya nga naghatag ang Diyos og destinasyon para sa to ngayong mga anak. To be a part of the massive change that needs to take place in this generation considering the injustice. Para mahimong parte sa dako kayong kausaban nga buhaton sa Diyos atong nasod. Among children in this hour. Diha sa mga kabatan-unan sa karon nga panahon. There is a war that's raging for the youth of this world. Adunay away para sa mga batan-on karon sa ato ang kalibutan. And he's longing for his people to realize, recognize, awaken to the heart of the Father. And how He's called us to be a part of the change that must take place. And so in the ministry that we labor in and serve in before the Lord, the Lord has blessed us to see sons and daughters raised up and today we're accompanied as well by Crystal Harden who labors with us in a ministry of Hope for All Children and she's accompanied with some of our spiritual daughters within Hope for All Children these young girls have incredible testimonies of what the Lord has delivered them from Kaning mga batang babae na sila mga nindot kayo nga mga storya nga pwedeng mapaambit sa ato ah. More importantly, as you spend time with you, them, you would realize that the fire of God burns brightly in their heart. And they want to give all the days of their life for the glory of God. We're so very thankful for what the Lord's done. And continues to do in the hearts and lives of those that are being rescued those that are being brought into a family and discovering the identity that they have as his daughters and as his sons you know for many years my wife and I ministered here along with the four other families that we arrived in the Philippines with we ministered for years and we, you know, we ministered in so many different aspects of, of life and ministry. We preached on the streets from the north of the Philippines to the south of the Philippines. We preached door to door, we preached on the streets, we preached on tabletops at McDonald's. Nagwali sila sa mga pultahan, door to door, nagwali po sila diha sa mga kalsada. In food courts, in planes, in buses, on boats, jeepneys and trikes. Listen, we're surrounded by people. And they all need Jesus. There are so many divine appointments around us every day. And the Father's longing for us as His people just to give what we've received. Just to let go and let Him have His way in us and through us. And after several years of ministry here in the Philippines, the Lord had my family in a season of just waiting before the Lord. 
na sa dugay kang panahon nga nangalagad sila dinhigi apil po sa ginoong iyang pamilya sa paggamit dire and one day during that season I was in the backyard the kids were playing in the backyard o anay panahon nga nasa sa ilang balay o ang iyang mga anak nagdula dito sa likod sa ilang balay and there was just an overwhelming sense of thankfulness before the father for the time that he had allowed us as a family manang nagpasalamat kayo siya sa iyang kasing-kasing sa grabe kayong grabe kayong gibuhat sa ginoog paghatag sa ilang oportunidad nga naasala dire a time together together and pray a time to seek his face a time just to just to really just to abide in that place of rest that he's provided kanang panahon nga gihatag sa ginoo nga ingon nga pamilya makaampo sila makasimba sila sa ginoo nga kauban silang tanan and so i was in this place of just giving thanks to the father og naghatag sa pasalamat sa ginoo ato nga panahon and i was just like father thank you for this this moment thank you for this this season Nagpasalamat siya sa Ginoo sa panahon nga gihatag sa Ginoo sa ila. I begin to thank him for my family. Nagpasalamat siya sa iyang pamilya. In every aspect of who they are before him. Sa tanan niya aspeto sa kung kinsa sila diha sa Ginoo. And the father spoke so clear to me and it was the point in my life where things began to shift and change from that point until now. Kanya nakigsulti ang Dios kalit sa iya atong panahon nga moy nag-usab sa iya ang unahon og kasing-kasing sukad atong panahon na. The father spoke to me and he says son everything I've called you to in life and ministry is to be established on this understanding that it's all about family. Nagingon ng Ginoo sa iya nga tanan na kung gihatag sa iya sa imuha apil sa ministeryo nga gihatag nako sa imuha nakapundar tanan niining maong butang nga gitawag pamilya. Everything that I've called you to in life and ministry is to be established on this understanding that it's all about family. Tanan nga gitaw tanan nga gibuhat sa Ginoo sa iya o gitawag sa sa Ginoo nakapundar tanan niining ginatawag nga pamilya. Listen brothers and sisters our gathering together today is about family. Mga igsuon kining atong panagtigom karon tapok sa pamilya. It's about his family. Mahitungod ni sa iyang pamilya. It's a gathering together of sons and daughters. Mga tapok ni sa mga anak sa Dios. It's a gathering together of mothers and fathers. Tapok ni sa mga inahan ug amahan. It's a gathering together of lolos and lolas. Mga tapok ni sa mga lolo ug lola. Like all those terms are family terms. Katong mga termino, mga termino sa pamilya. The kingdom of our father is about a family. Ang gingharian sa atong amahan mahitungod sa pamilya. It's about his family. Mahitungod ni sa iyang pamilya. And so long the church has worked to make members of the church productive. Ang nahitabo karon nag ang ang, ang simbahan nag nag naghimo og mga miyembro sa ilang simbahan. And there's not one of us in any area of ministry that don't long for the people that labor among us to be productive. Ug wala tay laing gitinguha sa matag adlaw nga kaning atong mga kauban mahimong mo produkto gyud. Those of you who are leading in any aspect of ministry those of you who are senior pastors or pastoring in any capacity you long for people to be productive tanan nga mga leader nga nadire karon isara gyud inyong pangandoy nga mahimong mubunga ang inyong mga ginabuhat sa ministeryo but for years the church is focused on getting people into that productive state pero nahimo nahitabo nga ang simbahan nag naguna-huna na lang diha sa pagbunga og daghan instead of pouring into people as sons and daughters of our father Kaysa sa mag, magdala og mga tao nga mahimong anak sa atubangan Listen, sa Diyos. Kinahanglan masabtan nato nga pagmasabtan sa mga tao nga sila anak sa Diyos, mubunga gyud sila. But friends, when we don't focus on that aspect that it is about family, 
Pero pag dili na to natagaan pagtagad na kini di ay usa ka pamilya. Friend, we can make people look productive in areas of ministry. At ang ato ang ginahuna-huna lang ang mubunga lang sila. But many people in the body of Christ in this day and this hour are missing the heart of the Father. Pero dagan karo mga Kristohanon sa simbahan nga nawala sa ilang una-una ang kasing-kasing sa Dios. Because we've not walked in this revelation that it's all about family. Tungod kay nawala man kini sa ato ang pananawon og pagpadayag nga kini may tungod sa pamilya. someone comes to repentance and yields to the lordship of Christ. Kapag naay mo duol diri nya muhatag sa sayang kinabuhi diha sa Dios og ilo ni siya nga Ginoo. That individual is birthed into a family. Kana nga tawo-tawo na himugso diha sa usa ka pamilya. They from that moment forward are established as a son and a daughter. Gikan anang panahon na ginapatubo siya nga mahimo sang hamtong anak sa Dios. And friend the father is longing for his children to understand their identity. Ug nangandoy ang atong amahan nga masabtan nato na. He's longing for each one of us to understand first and foremost that we are a beloved son or a beloved daughter. Nangandoy ang ang atong amahan nga masabtan nato ang ato ang pagkakita ingon nga anak sa Dios. I could never be the father that he's called me to be without first understanding the son that he's called me to be. Dili siya mamahimong amahan nga kung wala niya na ilan ang atong amahan. Young lady, your mother, you could never be the mother that he's called you to be without first understanding the daughter that he's called you to be. Dili po ka mahimong usa ka Dios nun nga inahan kung dili nimo makit ang iyang pagka pag imong pagkaanak diha sa iya but one thing's for sure pero sa kabutang asigurado he's longing in this generation for spiritual fathers and mothers to rise up nangandoy ang dios nga nay mga espirituhanong mga ginikanan He's longing for there to be a deep restoration in the families that comprise in the church. Eric made mention of this verse last night in Malachi 4, 4, 4, chapter 4, verse 6. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. It says this, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And he goes on to say, Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. That curse, that, that curse in the last portion of verse 6 right there, that Hebrew word is harem. And it means to utterly destroy. It's not just a curse, it's utter destruction. In other words, what the father was saying, listen, if there's not a restoration of the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, Ang buhat pa sa butan ang kundili mabalik ang kasing-kasing sa mga amahan, sa mga anak, o sa anak sa amahan. Then I would utterly destroy the earth. Ma akong gubon ang tibuok. Because the understanding of redemption is this. Tungod kay ang pagsabot diha sa pagka pagka pagkahiusa balik. That Jesus went to the cross. Ganiadto si Jesus dito sa cross. So that you and I could be restored. Para ikaw o ako mayusa balik sa. As the sons and daughters of God. O mahimong anak sa Dios. And from that place we could function rightly in the roles that we have in our families this side of eternity. O kung masabtan nimo na siya magkaroon pud kag maayong panabot sa trabaho nga gihatag sa Ginoo. Listen, this is a restoration that is not only necessary. This is a restoration that is critical. We are in a critical moment and in a critical hour. 
And that the restoration of the hearts of the fathers to the children and children to the fathers. Listen, friend, God is desiring to awaken our hearts and realize that he has joined us together for something far greater than just assembling together in our programs, in our meetings, in our, in our uh, pro- what we consider productive activity before him. He is wanting to restore family. You know, before Jesus went to the cross, not only were men's hearts divided from the Father, separated from the Father, but if you look throughout the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, before the blood of Jesus redeemed us unto the Father, fathers didn't know how to father. Mothers didn't know how to mother. There was a separation from them from the Father, so how could they? Listen, Jesus went to the cross so that restoration would begin with us and the Father. And then from that place, the restoration that must take place on this level would begin. You look through the Old Testament and you see stories like Ham when he saw Noah naked. And it embarrassed Noah. So he so Noah cursed Ham's son Canaan's descendants to be slaves of the other two brothers. What father does that if their child sees them naked? He cursed his son because he saw his nakedness. What about Lot who gave up his daughters to get raped to spare his two guests? What about Lot when he got both of his daughters pregnant? What about Saul who sold his daughter for 2,000 Philistine foreskins? What about when Caleb offers his daughter to whoever could wipe out a city? What about Jephthah when he killed his daughter due to a ridiculous promise he made to God? And we can go on about David and Samuel and Eli and the kings and the prophets and the priests. Listen, before the cross, there was a brokenness concerning family in the earth. And when Jesus went to the cross, it wasn't only to restore our hearts to the Father. It was to restore the hearts of the fathers to their sons and their sons to the fathers. Listen, Jesus went to the cross for a full restoration. In the place that he's intended for us to walk as his family. Listen, you can have revival in a generation and it impact that generation. But I want to tell you something, when you have revival in a family, it will impact generations. 
that's what the Father is longing for in our hearts today is that we would begin to embrace this place of sacrifice that he's called us as fathers and mothers and demonstrate that before sons and daughters listen the cost of passing the, the baton the spiritual baton to our sons and daughters is nothing less than what Paul talked about in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 I beseech you brethren to live before your father to live before God as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable which is your reasonable service listen the father is wanting to restore that sacrificial place that we live when we embrace that role as a father or a mother there's not a father or mother in this room that truly loves the father that wouldn't lay your life down for any of your children I'll, I'll take it a bit further there's not a father or mother in this room who wouldn't lay their life down for any of those that the Lord has entrusted to them why? because in that place of fathering in that place of mothering we realize that it's not about what we get to experience it's not about what we want it's not about what makes us feel good it's not about what pleases us it's about laboring in such a way that the generation that comes after us would begin to walk more and more in the dreams that the Father has given us you see we think that it's it's all about us when we begin to be awakened in a reality of our Father's heart. It's all about what we want to experience. It's all about what we get to touch. It's all about what we get to see. But friend, when the Father speaks to us, He speaks to us generationally. He speaks to us through heritage. He speaks to us through legacy. Yes, there's a laboring that will take place in my life and throughout my life. But friends, my sons and daughters are destined to walk in more and more and more than I've ever seen him do in my life. Listen, our ceiling should be our children's floor. But to live in that place where we begin to see our children take hold of the things that the Father has birthed in us. We have to be willing to lay down our temporal desires, our temporal dreams that have everything to do with our own experience. And labor and give in such a way to ensure the future and the hope that the Father has for our children. Listen, my children are revived. Our children, our children, our community, listen, we're revived. 
Ang iyang mga anak, mga revived sila, napukaw na sila. And we're going for it. We want to see the kingdom of our Father come. O gusto nila makita ng gingarian sa tong amahan, muabot yun. Friend, we want to see the lost tribe saved. Gusto nila makita ang mga tribo ng maluwas. We want to see the nearly two million orphan children in this nation find a home and a family to grow up in. Gusto nila nga ang two million ng mga mga walay ginikanan, makabatunog pamilya. Listen, we want to see the nearly 800,000 children who are already being exploited online sexually saved and set free and delivered. Nakita sila 800,000 ng mga batanon nga naluwas gikanan ang sitwasyon na. But listen, there are things that the Father has placed in my heart that my children will run with beyond my life. Paminaw na yung mga butang, agibutang sa Diyos, eh, kasing-kasing, nga ang iyong mga anak ang magpadayon. Why? Because it's not all about me. Tungod kay Dili lang ni mahitungod sa iya, ha? It's not all about my experience. Dili ni mahitungod sa unsay na sinatian niya sa Diyos. It's about me going low and realizing that I'm a part of something that is much grander, much greater than my life's experience. Mahitungod ni sa pagpanabot, ganahin mo lang siyang parte sa dako Something that extends generationally. Something that begins to be carried as a heritage before the Lord. A legacy that's been given from above. Listen, my children have an inheritance from the Lord. But they should also be receiving an inheritance from their father and their mother. Pero kinang lang yung makadawat po sa gikan sa mga ginikanan. They should also be seeing their father and mother lay their life down to see the greater plans and purposes of our father fulfilled. Kinang lang makita niya ang ilang amahan o inahan nga mo trabaho diya sa buluhat ng sa Dios. Living as a father, living as a mother is not easy. Ang pagiging inahan o man. In every way, if you're doing it right before the father, it's completely sacrificial. Sa tanan pa maagi kung buhaton ni mo para sa Dios sakripisyo yun ang tanan. It doesn't consist of an hour a week. It doesn't consist of a meeting a week. It doesn't consist of a gathering here and there. Dili lang ni mahitungod sa mga tinagsa o talagsaon nga tapok. Listen to carry the heart of a father or mother. Listen, you're engaged 24/7. Kung naakay kasing kasing sa usa ka amahan o inahan. With the reality of this responsibility and this privilege that you've been given. Kinanglan nga masabdan ni mo ang privilegio o responsibilidad na kaugnayan. Steward to have this privilege to disciple someone seven days, twenty-four hours a week, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Ang pagbatonog anak o sa kaoportunidad ng maka makadisipulo ka o mga tao sa tibok adlaw tibok simana si mong ginabuhi. It's a tremendous privilege. Dakuk kay isang privilegio. To live as a father. Ng mabubuhi ingon ng amahan. It's a tremendous for you in this place if you're a mom to live as a mother. Isaka panalangin ng mahimupugang isaka inahan. Listen, friends, the father is wanting to restore this reality to the church. Gusto sa Dios ng mabalik ni sa simbahan ang unahuna sa pagiging ginikanan. Listen, we have leaders that he's wanting to awaken his heart afresh to each one of those that are, have surrendered their hearts and lives to give and serve the body of Christ. That we would begin to love those that he's entrusted to us the same way that we would love our own children. And some in this room, listen, you may be in that place that you're like, Father, I need to learn how to love my own children. Basig naaka sa panahon karon nga ang imong pag-ambo Lord tudloy ra gud-gud saon ako pagigugma sa kung mga anak. I need, to, uh, I, need to, I need to be awakened to the realization that my family matters as much as those lost tribes. 
kinahanglan nga masabdan nimo nga ang importante ang imong pamilya sa mga importante tong mga tribo nga wala pa na. But I don't forsake my sons and daughters and go run off so that someone else could discover their sonship and their daughtership. Dili pwede nga imong biyaan ang imong pamilya imong mga anak para sa pagpangita adto mga tawo nga gusto nimo masabtan nga sila anak sa Dios. No, if I understand the heart of the father, I don't have to run away from them, I run with them. Kumasabdan nimo ni dili nimo biyaan nimo mga anak ubanon nimo sila. That's why my family's here today. Listen, last night we were sleeping in a bed and we were like one, two, three, four, five, six, two beds together. It's okay. I chose the crack. Because that's the lowest spot. I wanted to take the low road. But listen, it, it means everything to me that the Lord has not only called me, but He's called my wife, and He's not only called my wife, but He's called our children. Listen, any man in this place, any brother in this place, listen, if you think the Lord has called just you and not your family, you are sorely mistaken. Kung nahuna-hunaan ninyo kung na mga igsoon din lalaki nga hunahunan ninyo kamuray gitawag pero way labot inyong pamilya pagkadakong si Piat. And if you don't understand that, you will sacrifice your family. Kung ingana imong pagsabot, imong isakripisyo ang imong pamilya. And it is not the heart of the Father for you to do that. Magdiligyon na mo yung kasing-kasing sa amahan nga mo na imong buhat. It would be like Jephthah making that ridiculous oath before God and killing his daughter. May mo kasama ni Jephthah nga naging magpanaad sa Diyos o niya wa na mao, yung ipatay iyang anak para ato na saan. Because he did not understand his role first as a father. Tungod kay wa niya masabti ang iyang trabaho, unang-una ingon na amahan. Listen friend, we need revival in the family, there's no doubt. We need a move of God's Spirit in the families that are in the church. We need a reviving of the hearts of the fathers back to their children. And the children back to their fathers. Listen, we're ministering in the high school and the college that's near Hope for All Children. And on Samal Island this last year, more youth have committed suicide than many years combined previous to last year. Karon nga tuig mas daghan pa ang mga naghiko ng mga batanon kompara to mga niagig pang mga katuigan. Just four weeks ago, another young person in the high school took their life. Adunay tuniagi lang na nanapoy bagong osaka high school student kaya naghiko. This is not only an epidemic that's taking place on Samal. But I was just recently looking at some statistics. And in the year of 2019, nearly 800,000 people committed suicide in the world. It's the number one, it's the number four cause of death from the age group of 15 to 25. That was a statistic in 2019. And if this year continues with the numbers that are coming with those that are committing suicide this year, the number of those that will have committed suicide this year will exceed 1.3 million people. And the majority of these that are taking their life are the youth. Ang kasagaran pag yun sa maghikog mga batan on. 
Those who are to be sons and daughters are taking their life because they feel no sense of purpose and destiny. They feel no sense of value as a son or as a daughter. Kaniya mga mahimuuntang mga anak pero tungod kay wala sila nakita og destination og pamilya. And friend, this is grieving the heart of our father. Kaniya butang nakapasubok kayo sa because he desires to set the lonely into families. Tungod kay pangandoy sa Dios nga katumang naginusara ibutang sa pamilya. Is longing for these tribes that were represented by Brother Richard. Listen, he's longing for them to understand that they are called and being brought into a heavenly family. Pangandoy sa Dios ng katung mga tribo ng wala pa na luwas masabdan nila naginatawag sila sa Dios ng may mong bahin sa pamilya. I don't want to see people brought into a ministry. Dili lang sa ministeryo dadon ang mga tao. I don't want to see people brought into a program. Dili siya gusto nga dadon ang mga tao sa usaka programa. I want to see sons and daughters rescued from the grip of hell. Gusto niya makita mga anak sa Dios nga maluwas gikan sa trabaho sa kaaway. I want to see sons and daughters who are being called out of darkness. Gusto niya makita ang mga anak nga matawag gikan sa kangitngit. I want to see our father set them into the set those lonely ones into families so that they can discover all the more their identity as a son or a daughter. Pangandoy niya nga makita ang Dios nga dadon ni sila ngadto sa pamilya ug masabtan nila kung kinsa sila diha sa Dios. Friends, as we travel as we minister to youth in the various parts of this nation. Listen, in the church, our young people are struggling with their identity. They're struggling understanding who they were created and called to be as a son or a daughter. They don't feel a sense of value or worth. Pamati nila muragwa sila ibili. They go to church and their family may be lifting their hands. Nagato sila simbahan niya nagapatas sila mga kamot. And they go home and their families are pointing their fingers at each other. Pero pagawli og balay ginatudlo-tudlo sila dito ginakasabay. They're lifting their voices. They're arguing over stupid stuff. Ginagapatuaw sila silang tingog dahil sa Dios. Instead of affirming their children, they're tearing them down. Imbis nga Unon sila sa mga ginikanan, ginagubah, hinoon sila. Listen, we need a revival in the families. Kinahanglan tao pagkapukaw sa tumang pamilya. Yes, it takes place as Brother Richard was talking about that revival in our heart. It takes place right here, right now, with me. Ingon kagagiging ni Pastor Richard kaganina nga ang pagkapukaw dapat magsugod sa tuwang sulod sa kasing-kasing nagapangitabo sa iya. But as Eric was saying, listen, when we're revived, it'll reverberate in the way that we give to those around us. Pero kanang ang pagkapukaw nga mahitabo sa imong sulod, morisulta na nga na kay buhaton para sa And in that place of revival, we'll begin to realize that we are blessed and privileged to live before the Father as a living sacrifice. Sa dihang na ay pagkapukaw sa imong sulod, dirani mo masabdan nga dakong pribileyo so I want to touch on an Old Testament king for just a moment. It's one for any of you that have studied the Bible and looked at past kings. It's one that you have honored and admired, and so do I. Siguro ang ang uban sa inyo na basa na niyo ni o ganan po buwan ng historia. He saw revival and reformation in his day. Nakita sa upagkapukaw sa iyang panahon. He was the only king that was likened to King David. Salang ang naginosarang hari ng giparehas kang David. He began to reign at 25 years of age. Nagsugod siya sa paghari sa edad ng 25. And reigned for 29 years. 
His reign followed his father's reign who was a wicked king. An idolatrous king. But he had resolved in his heart Pero sa sayang kasing-kasing to honor the Lord. It's an incredible story. And this king's name is Hezekiah. Ang pangalan sa hari, si Hezekiah. Hezekiah saw revival in a nation. Si Hezekiah nakakita siya pagkapukaw sa iyang nasyon. Friend, I want you to listen to me for the next few moments. Pero kailangan maminaw ta sa iyang ha. Because I believe in these next few moments, the Father's gonna grip your heart. Tungkol kay Dunay, tandog ang Diyos sa iyong kasing-kasing karo. And I believe that He's gonna call each of us deeper into a place of sacrifice. Ugdawagon ta sa Diyos karon sa usaka dapit din magsakripisyo yun ta. In 2 Chronicles 31 verse 20, it reads that Hezekiah faithfully walked with God. And in 2 Kings 18.5, it says that there was none like him among the kings, either before him or after him. Matod pa sa pulong sa ginoa, walay isama niya ng hari sa naunaman o sa naulahi kaniya. You see, after Ahaz's wicked reign, his father, Hezekiah's father, Hezekiah committed himself to set things right again in Judah. King Ahaz had nailed the Jerusalem temple door shut. But Hezekiah reopened the temple and cleansed it. He destroyed Judah's idols and pagan temples. He sanctified the temple vessels that had been desecrated. Hezekiah also reinstituted the sacrificial Passover of Judah. Celebration as a national holiday. As Hezekiah restored temple worship, reform came to Judah. Revival came to God's people. They returned to God His Word in the Old Testament blood sacrifice for sin. And God rewarded and prospered Hezekiah. And the Bible declares that Hezekiah held fast to the Lord and did not stop following him. But he kept the commands that the Lord had given Moses. And the Lord was with him and he was successful in whatever he undertook. As well, Hezekiah also saw the Lord deliver them out from under the Assyrian yoke. As well, they defeated the Philistines. Hezekiah fortified Jerusalem. Expanded the military. He even built a 1,750-foot tunnel to bring in a secret water supply. It was under Hezekiah's reign that we see the angel of the Lord slay 185,000 Assyrians. Syrian troops in a single night. Listen, for 14 years, Hezekiah saw reformation and revival in Judah. A powerful change of a nation in such a short time. However, on the heels of all this powerful 
Reformation and revival. Hezekiah finds himself at what appears to be the end of his life. If you would, I would like to ask that you turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 20. It says, In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. And then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed, the Lord saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the Lord God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add to your days 15 years. And I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Isaiah goes on to give instruction for Hezekiah's healing. The Lord confirms this to Hezekiah by the sundial moving back 10 degrees. Second Chronicles 32 verse 25. But Hezekiah did not repay according to the favor shown to him. For his heart was lifted up, therefore wrath was looming over him and over Judah and Jerusalem. And then in verse 31, it says, However, regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, whom they sent him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land, God withdrew from him in order to test him, that he might know all that was in his heart. Now back to 2 Kings chapter 20, picking up in verse 12. It says, At that time, Baradak Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, I was not just speaking in tongues. That was literally, I was reading right there. <laughs> Sent letters and a present to Hezekiah. For he heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah was attentive to him. And showed them all the house of his treasuries. The silver, the gold, the spices, the precious ointment, and all his armory. All that was found among his treasuries. There was nothing in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to the king Hezekiah, went to king Hezekiah and said to him, what did these men say and from where did they come to you? And so Hezekiah said they came from a far country from Babylon. And he said, what have they seen in your house? And so Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasuries that I did not show them. And then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house, what your fathers have accumulated to this day, shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons, whom will descend from you, whom you will beget, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. For he said, Will there not be peace and truth, at least in my days? 
Friends, this statement is one of the most grieving accounts in all scripture to me. Kaninga pangitabo sa kasubo kaayo ng palandungon sa gikan sa pulong sa ginopara sa iya. I often wonder how the Lord would have responded to Hezekiah. Nagunauna siya giunsa pag tubag sa Dios kang Hezekiah. If Hezekiah would have responded to this prophetic word of judgment. Kung si Ezekias ni ni tubag paunta gikan aning apropos. Concerning the children of Israel. May tungod sa ilahang nasod. His own children. Ang iyang kaugalingong mga anak. In the very house of David. Ugang balay panimalay ni David. I wonder how the Lord would have responded to him. Paano kaya ni tubag ang Dios sa iya? If he would have cried out to the Lord the same way that he did when it was concerning his own life. Kung niampo upasadya sa Dios sama sa pagampo niya tumay tungod na sa iyang pagkamatayon. Friends, you need to understand this. Natay dapat masabtan karon. Because there are a lot of people living in our generation. Tungod kay daghan kay mga tawo sa toang henerasyon karon. That are seeing things take place in our generation that will be affecting the generations to come. Nanasilay makita nga nagapanghitabo sa karon nga panahon nga pwedeng moapektar sa sunod nga henerasyon. And many people are walking in a state of not heavenly peace but in earthly peace where there's not conflict taking place around them. Nga nabuhi sila diha sa kanang kalibutanon nga klase sa kalinaw nga walay mga where they're not in the midst of wars, where they're not in the midst of famines, where they themselves are not being trafficked and sold into slavery. And there's many people who are saying, not maybe not verbally, but they're declaring it with the actions of their life. Will there not be at least peace and safety and truth at least in my days? Na yung mga tao nga wala man sila siguro nila ginasulti pero sa ilang mga lihok nagpakita sila nga dilima na mahitabo sa kuwang pagkakas. In other words, at least life will be good for me. Siguro para sa kuwang okay ra ang kinabuhi. At least I'll still be able to enjoy the blessing of God. Pwede pa man siguro kung magmalipayon sa panalangin sa Diyos. Friend, you need to understand when this prophetic word of judgment came to Hezekiah. Kinahanglan nga itong masabi that Hezekiah had not even had children yet. It was after this that Manasseh was conceived. And Hezekiah knew that Manasseh would be 12 years old when he would take the throne. He had 12 years to prepare his son to lead God's people. You see, Manasseh wasn't born in that toil for revival. He wasn't born when his father was standing against the grain for reformation in Judah. He didn't see that fight. He didn't see those tears. He didn't see those prayers. He didn't see that agony from his father Hezekiah. Manasseh was born after revival had already come. Judah had already been reformed. And Manasseh was born in this atmosphere of peace and safety. But as well, Manasseh didn't grow up with the testimony of what God had done in and through the life of his father. Pero si Manasi wala na kita sa gibuhat sa ginoo wala siya kabalo sa gibuhat sa ginoo pinagi sa kinabuhi siya ng amahan. Hezekiah failed to raise his son in the Lord to take the throne. 
Wala niya na andam, wala na andam ni Ezekiel si Manasseh nga mupuli sa iya. In 2 Kings 21 verses 9 through 11, it says this, Manasseh seduced the children of Israel to do more evil in the nations whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. Sa panahon niya nahimo ng hari si Manasseh, nahimo siyang nagpakasala sa tabangan Manasseh was not only one of the most wicked kings that lived. Nahimo siyang isa sa mga pinakadilimaayong hari. But he was also the longest reigning king in Judah. Siya po ang pinakataas nga panahon nga naghari sa Judah. He assumed the throne at 12 years old and he reigned for 55 years. Ipulihan niya ang iyang amahan sa pagiging hari sa edad nga 12. Yun niya naghari siya sa 52 katuig. And though at the end of his life he came to a place of repentance. Pero nabot ang panahon nga nakahinulsol siya. The damage had been done for generations to come. Pero sa dihang naghinulsol siya, human na nabuhat ang kadaot nga muapektar sa sunod ng generasyon. Friend Hezekiah, at some point in his life, became self-absorbed. Niabot sa panahon nga kani si Ezekias, nagunahuna na lang sa ang kaugalingon. And we are living in one of the most self-absorbed generations ever. O karon, nagakinabuhita sa usaka generasyon nga atong kaugalingon ra atong ihunahuna. People in many different nations around the world are more focused on living their best life now. Dagan kayong mga tao karon sa kalibutan nagunahuna lang na mabuhi sa pinakanindot nga kinabuhi. Living in the moment, doing whatever it takes to preserve their way of life and happiness. Ginabuhat nila ang tanan para lang masigurado nga may mo silang malipayon. Although this is expected for those who are living in the world. Pero maumangin ni mahitabo sa mga nagakinabuhi din sa kalibutan. What I'm talking about today is in the church. Pero naghisgot ko karon sa atuang nasa simbahan. Listen, if we are not mindful that we're living for eternity. We will never give our lives to the degree that sacrifice is required to see the next generation receive the baton. The Father is desiring for that baton that He's given us to carry. He's desiring for that baton to be passed to sons and daughters. And the church for so long has been trying to pass that baton to fellow workers. People of position. Sa posisyon. People have been trained to be productive. But we're failing to pass that baton to sons and daughters. Friend, I believe. Even if each one of us in this place. Began to allow the Father to restore this understanding in our hearts. That it's all about family. Friend, that we would begin to look at the people around us differently. And something would begin to reverberate from this place that would affect this nation. Even with the small number of people that are gathered in this place today. Because when we begin to see the people around us as He sees them, that this sister right here, she's not just a fellow laborer in the Lord. This is my sister. Brother. 
And as her brother, listen, I have a duty before the Lord, but yet a greater privilege to lay my life down for her. The only way that I would be willing to do that is if I truly see her as my sister. The only way that I'm going to be willing to do that with you is if I truly see you as my brother. Listen, he's wanting to take us deeper in this place of knowing his heart. Jesus went to the cross to restore family. There must be revival in our families. Pastor, it doesn't matter how much time you spend praying. If you don't love your families, your prayers are in vain. If you don't love the people that God's entrusted to you as your family, you're a hireling, not a son. Listen, he'd not send his son and plant him into the ground so that you would be a hireling. He sowed his son into the ground so that you would be a son. So that you would not only love him as your father, but you would know how to love rightly your brothers and sisters. And you would know how to love rightly your sons and your daughters. And those that the Father has entrusted to us in the various ministries that we've been called to. It's all about family. Fathers, mothers in this place, Listen, I'm asking you today. Before our Father. Allow the Holy Spirit. To lead you into a deeper revelation. Of the Father's heart. That would lead you into a place. Of living more sacrificially than you've ever known before. Listen, we have the privilege of living before our Father as a living sacrifice. Laboring in such a way to ensure the future of the move of God's Spirit in the generations to come. If we're laboring simply in this generation for this generation, we are missing the heart of the Father. And ultimately, we will only do what we can see, hear, or feel. In other words, we'll sacrifice as long as we get to benefit the fruit of sacrifice right here, right now. The truth is, is as, as you're living as a son, as you're living as a father, mother, there's a lot of sacrifice that you won't see the fruit of until you stand before him in glory. 
Para sa mga nagkinabuhi dire ingon nga mga ginikanan na mga butang na dili nimo makita sa imong panahon kung dili diha na sa diang magatubang sa Dios. We need more than ever before for the Father to break this self-absorption off of our hearts. Gikinahanglan nato ang amahan karon mabungkag aning atong kinaiya nga atong hunahunaon atong kasarili. We can't see beyond ourselves to love those around us like the Father loves them. Kinahanglan atong tonan nga mahigugma ta sa uban sama sa pagigugma sa atong amahan sa ilaha. Listen, he's here today to change our hearts. He's wanting to bring us into a deeper place. That we begin to live differently. From this moment forward. Ladies, you are a daughter. You are a daughter. You may have not heard how precious you are from an earthly father. How treasured you are from an earthly father. You may have not heard those words of affirmation that you've longed to hear about your identity, about who you are. About your value or your worth. But I want to tell you something from the heart of the Father today. You're irreplaceable. There's no one that can take your place. There's no one that brings delight and joy to the Father's heart like you do. Listen, you are a beloved daughter. And he wants you to allow him to break off every wrong thing that's been spoken against you. And every wrong mindset that's caused you to walk as an orphan. So that you can truly know and embrace the love of your father who is crazy in love with you who knows everything about you and delights in every aspect of your life and who he's called and created you to be as his daughter young men you may be in this place and you may have not heard those affirming words from your father maybe you've never felt the embrace of a father maybe your father's never held you tight to his breast and says son I love you I'm proud of you you mean everything to me I love you I need you in my life I honor you but young man I want to tell you something today you may have not heard that from your earthly father but I'm telling you right now by the Holy Spirit he's declaring it over you as his son listen he loves you and he wants you to know him as your father I didn't grow up with a father in my life 
And when I came to the Lord, I longed to have that physical presence of a father in my life. I longed for it. I longed for those words of affirmation. Those words of praise that every child growing up needs. But it never came. And I would cry out to the Lord. I was like, Lord, I want a father in the faith. And during this time, the father spoke to me. He says, son, I'm your father. And if you let me, I'll love you in a way that no man can. And from that day until this day, I've never looked again for an earthly man to fulfill his role in my life. Friend, there is none of us in this room that is fatherless. If you've surrendered your heart and life to the Lordship of Christ, you are not without a father. And your father is incredibly in love with you. Let him restore your heart today. As a son, as a daughter, let him restore your heart today as a father, as a mother. And from that place, he will take you into areas of ministry that you've never dreamed of. And the beautiful thing about what he leads you into will be generational. The Lord will begin to allow you to see a heritage and a legacy that begins to develop and unfold before you. Thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week.